In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A lot of people leaving Ireland for foreign parts at the moment. Big day for the Coogan family tomorrow. Her Gemma heading off to Australia to seek her fortune for a year anyway. But a lot of people also come on back. Louise O'Leary has come back from Singapore with her husband and uh, two small boys. Having been out there for, I think, about 10 years, how long are you back? I read about this, I read about Louise in, in, in the Irish Times, and I wanted to talk to her about the things that came up in that article. Louise, how long are you back? Good morning. Hi, we came back in September 2022, so we're nearly back a year and a half now. Okay. So... Talk to me, first of all, about having gone there in the first place. You qualified as an occupational therapist, I think, and then it was just that's where the job was. Yeah, um, so I went to Trinity College, um, and they actually have links with Singapore for furthering the education of the students in Singapore yeah. um, the occupational therapy students so they actually came to my university and did interviews um, while I was still studying my final year so I just said I would do it for the practice of an interview for the experience um, I really didn't have any intention of going but then I did get offered the job and it was quite a good opportunity mm. um, and that was back in 2012 and the health service then didn't have a lot of opportunities for new grads new graduates um, a lot of us did have to immigrate you know a lot of people took closer to maybe the UK or things like that. Um, but yeah, so I just decided to try it for two years. So there you are in a place that most of us only know by name. And how did you find it? I guess with moving to any country, like I had never been there. Um, luckily, I had a, a kind of an acquaintance who had moved a year before me there. So I knew someone on the ground. But it was a big shock. I guess the first year was very highs and very lows. Um, and then after that, it kind of just settles into a rhythm. I think when you read about Singapore before you go, even I remember reading up about it and some of the rules and you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be very strict. You know, what kind of life am I going to have there? Um, but it's actually not like that at all. It's very easy to live there. And, you know, once you follow the rules of any country, you're OK. Yeah, yeah, there are some strict rules. But like you said, once you follow them, then, then that's OK. We also hear tell Louise that it's expensive. I guess it's like any major city um, and it is what you make it. Like if you want to live in the nicest apartment with the fanciest um, kind of facilities, yeah, you're going to pay more for rent. 
Um, so in my first year, we actually did live in there's kind of either condominiums or then the, they're called HDBs. They're kind of the local flats, yeah. um, which which other people can rent as well. You don't have to be Singaporean to have them. You just have to be Singaporean to own them. Um, yeah. So like my you can actually get quite affordable rent, you know, if you look around. That was at the start, I guess now in the last year, it has really like since I've left, it has shot up a lot in terms of rent. But that's kind of across the world, even in Ireland and Dublin. Um, But, you know, I would pay in terms of like euro, maybe 800 euro for a room for a month in my first few years. Would that be an apartment now or a room within an apartment? A room in an apartment, yeah. Okay. So, like, it was just, we had a two-bedroom apartment, me and my friend. Okay, okay. Um, and we lived there, you know. So, you pay more than that in Dublin. That was when I moved there first. And then, obviously, inflation a bit. But it was always kind of, it's if you can live within your means. Yeah. And I think in terms of, like, taxis are way more affordable than in Ireland. Eating out, again, you can go to the really expensive restaurants or you can get something really affordable for four or five euro, a whole dinner. So, and the same, like alcohol is kind of seen as quite expensive, but again, it depends where you go yeah. and you kind of get used to it after a while. The culture of the place, they're big into fitness and very modern in, in terms of transport and stuff like that. Yeah, their, trans, their public transport system, system is amazing. You actually don't need a car there. Um, so the negative is cars are very expensive. You have to almost ballot for a license to own a car. So that can cost you 30000 40000 before you even buy the car. Crikey. Um, and then you, you can only keep it for 10 years, like the license. So cars are all very new. But you you can get around very easily with the public transport. It's always on time. If it breaks down, you know, there's buses that are put on to replace the trains or, you know, there's lots. Um, you're not just stood on a train waiting for it to arrive. So the public transport is really good. The culture, I mean, again, there is a fitness culture, but it's um, they don't like to walk places because <laughs> it's too hot. They quit say Orchard Road is the main one of the main kind of shopping roads. And I'd be like, oh, we'll walk from the bottom to the top. It's about two and a half kilometers. But a lot of people wouldn't. It's too, you know, it's too hot. <laughs> it is very hot, is it? Very hot and humid, I think. Uh, it's hot and humid. Yeah. Like I, it wouldn't really drop below 30 degrees too much. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Like I think 27 is low, but you get a lot of rain. There's like the rainy season and the dry season. So it could rain every day, massive thunderstorms, but not all day like in Ireland. Not that drizzle. Um, but yeah, your body adjusts. It's amazing. Like you really do adjust. Yeah. Um, you know, when I moved first, I found walking on the street hard, but then like after a year, I was able to run, not in the middle of the day, but in the morning, <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. I understand. And then you met, you met your partner. I did. That changed the trajectory <laughs> of the plans. Um, yeah, he, he is Singaporean. He'd actually been living overseas in Australia. Um, and he was kind of back for a few months. Um, and we met, I was about ha- maybe five years in. I think, yeah, we we know each other seven years now, so must have been about five years in. You you were thinking of packing it in or moving on somewhere else at the time, were you? I was. Um, I I guess I moved when I was twenty four, and at, in my twenties, I always thought thirty was the big milestone. So by thirty, I wanted to be kind of gone and settled somewhere else. Um, I didn't plan on staying so long, but I changed jobs after my first kind of year and ten months, and then I really did like my job. I was working with kids. Um, but I did want a new challenge, you know, a lot of my friends had been moving on. Um, but then, yeah, when, then I met him and we kind of, he was thinking of moving back to Australia. I was thinking of leaving. So we both just decided to kind of stay and see what happened. <laughs> How did the decision come about then to come back to Ireland? Had he ever been here? Um, he came, he's been, tw- he came twice before we moved here. Um, he came 2018, I think that Christmas or 29, yeah, 2018 Christmas. Um, and then we had our wedding here in 2021. 
Okay. So he'd been here twice before we moved. Um, I guess when we met, like I always said, I didn't want to stay in Singapore forever for a number of reasons. Like love it, but didn't want to stay there forever. Mm. Um, so he was kind of always open to moving country as well. We kind of looked between Australia and Ireland, but Ireland was a bit easier to mm. start. Um, yeah. So then we just decided we'd do a, a trial of a couple of years. I asked for five, but I got negotiated down to three. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so you're giving it a blast for another year and a half at least. Now, in the piece in The Times, Louise, you pointed to things that you think that is utterly mad. Talk to me, for example, about the difficulty with getting driving licenses, getting insurance. Start at the start. And the visa or your husband's visa. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I um, I guess how the article came about as well was just they were looking for submissions from people who moved back. Um, and we are very happy to be back. It was a decision we made, but there are very challenging parts to it that I thought other people should be aware of. You know, I feel like if we had known in advance some of the things, then we could have done things a bit differently. So luckily we are legally married, so he's entitled to a visa automatically. Right. Um, it was just... The experience of getting it was very negative, like trying to get an appointment with my immigration officer um, and then just bring, I had all the paperwork. I'm a very organized person, so I had everything ready. So we had our appointment for three days after he landed and basically he needs this visa so he can work Yeah, and become kind of formal here, but he can stay here for, I think, 60 or 90 days before that. But, you know, we wanted to get set up. Um, and yeah, she was just, she was really kind of inappropriate in her comments um, you know, she basically said things like you're doing very well for people who landed here three days ago. And how have you organized all of this? And that was our first meeting with her. That doesn't sound very welcoming. To me, like I'm Irish. My husband's entitled to be here. And bear in mind, I was six months pregnant the first appointment. You know, <laughs> like mm. she could clearly see that, like, that I had come back pregnant. You know, and I am Irish. Um, and my husband speaks fluent English. So at least he could advocate for himself if he needed to. But um, it kind of made me sad for like people who were more vulnerable. Then once the visa was, was done and organized, trying to get him stuff like a driver's license, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you need, in Ireland, you need a PPS number to do everything else. Um, so for example, the PSC card came in since I left. Um, so we were trying to get a PPS number for him so he could apply for a bank account, for a mobile phone contract, for everything, um, to transfer, transfer his license over. Um, and the government wouldn't accept his need to convert his license as a valid reason to get it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member shoot a, a PPS number even though he has the visa to be here so you know it was like a, it's a very backward system so he has a visa that says he can work but he can't get a PPS because he doesn't you know you if you have if you have a job offer you get issued your PPS but he hadn't gotten a job offer yet but you know you need you want to do a lot of things to other things to set up in the country while he was job hunting yeah so um we yeah it took three three months of chasing trying to talk to local tds and just basically resubmitting the paperwork um so for me it would make sense if you get issued your visa your stamp for visa which he has then you should automatically be issued a pps number (laughs) it just means you can work here so you should get the number um and they have proven they can do it with other people that come into the country. They arrive, they get issued a PPS number on arrival. Yeah. So it's not that they can't do it. So it should just be part of the process. Um, you know, whether when you get issued that, that residency card that you use that to get your PPS number, because then he couldn't open a bank account. Um, he couldn't apply for his conversion of his license. And then eventually as well, we had trouble with the converting the driver's license, which took months to sort. Again, like very inefficient process, but it is sorted now, thankfully. Good, good. What, um, what about your yeah. own driver's license? Had you difficulty with that or do you drive? Oh, so I was driving before. This is partly my own fault and my mother will say I told you so, but I was driving in my 20s, but I didn't do my test before I moved away because yeah. I thought I was only going for a year or two. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll do it when I come back. And then 10 years later, so I had to start the whole process from the start. Um, again, I had no problem with that. I hadn't been driving for 10 years. Um, but you're meant to wait 10 to 12 weeks for a driving test. So, you know, if you've done your 12 lessons over the six months of your provisional, then you should wait another three months. But the waiting list was 48 weeks for a driving test. Um, so, like, that's really debilitating when you live in the countryside. You can't get out, you know, without a full licensed driver or, you know, luckily he could drive. But if he had, because he was able to drive on his foreign license at the start until he converted it. Yeah. But imagine if we both couldn't. <laughs> Like, what do you do? (laughs) What do you do is right. And then car insurance was a shocker. I think his first insurance was two and a half grand, uh, two and a half thousand euro. Um, So because they won't take into account his, he's been driving since he was 18. They don't take into account any overseas experience, any no claims from his time in Australia, his time in Singapore. Um, Yeah. So then obviously I knew I was going to pay a lot. So I kind of had been prepared for that. Um, but yeah, so that, that, and even now he's on his second year, it only came down 200 euro. Yeah. So, you know, and like then people, I get, you know, you build up your no claims, but what if you have 15 years of no claims, even like, okay, you don't recognize Singapore because Ireland and Singapore don't really have reciprocal things for driving, but they do for Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they convert licenses easily and stuff. So why can't they account his four years in Australia? Um, and I, you don't expect handouts, right? You're not expecting that but they they want people to come back like we both have jobs that they do like we both I got I had a job very easily healthcare and then he got a job when he was on the ground here um it was impossible from Singapore but he he got a job once he was here and he had an Irish phone number it was so much easier yeah you're still glad you came back over there are many positives I think you've discovered in in moving back 
Yeah. And I mean, even, I guess, any of the negative comments about the article, I think they didn't read the article <clears throat> um, yeah. because I actually never compared Singapore and Ireland in that in my in what I wrote or what I said. Um, I was never saying, you know, Singapore is better or it's the same. There's tough parts about living abroad anywhere. It's like we I always wanted to come home. I always wanted to try making a kind of a life as an adult in Ireland. Mm. Um, so obviously when you do get access to the services in the healthcare, they're great. Like I had my kids here. Um, one of my sons had to have surgery when he was like small. He was only nine weeks old. You know, we were able to get him support that way. The vaccines for them are free. You know, there's a lot of supports for small kids. The free doctor's visits, I think, up until six. So, like, you don't have to worry, like, oh, are they sick enough? Can I pay the 56 euro to take them? You know, so there is a lot of ease in that way. Um, and then family. Obviously, family is the main reason I moved back. Have you a big family? No, I have one brother and my mom and dad are both around as well. And then I have my aunts and extended family. So, like, it's just great having having everyone around and the boys have them like the kids you know the kids can see them and just even getting to spend time with them myself um you miss a lot over 10 years as a choice you know it is a choice to move away but you do miss things like birthdays and christmases or you know hot events yeah so it's really good to be back i love the fresh air i'm not living in a city i'm in the countryside i love the ability to go out for a walk there's so many positives to move back i guess the article was not to say i'm not happy i didn't want to move back um it was just to kind of put in black and white it's very hard and they don't make it easy to be fair louise i wouldn't have gotten that impression when i read it uh, I, yeah. I what i thought was this is an exposure of how difficult it can be to settle back or in the case of, of your husband to settle in and it shouldn't be that difficult no i think and i think it, especially since they want people to move back, there should be kind of, they should just think about changing things a bit. Yeah. You know, you know, you can issue PPS numbers straight away. Do it when they get the visa. I'm not saying give them it without the visa. It's not that. But if they get the visa to work, just give them the number if they don't have a job yet. You know, give them so, or, or do some supports for the bank accounts. Yeah. Stuff that should be simple. Let it be simple. Yeah. And like in Singapore, it was hard too. But like when I got my visa to work, I was issued the equivalent to a PPS number that I then needed for everything else. Like I couldn't open a bank account without that number there either. But I got issued it with my work visa. I see. And I mean, he's he's really trying. He is trying to integrate. Does he like it here? Um, He, he doesn't hate it, but it's very hard. It is very hard. Um, I think it's the, the making friends. You know, like Irish people are very friendly and welcoming, but they're not really going to go, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? You just moved here. You know, they all kind of have their friend groups and, and they kind of get into into that. So it's usually people who have either lived away or traveled mm. that are more likely to to kind of extend a, an arm of friendship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fair. Like, it's not their job to make him <laughs> be their friend either, do you know. But yeah, know you just mean. find that different. And I have a lot of Irish friends like from Singapore that have moved back and they all say the same thing. Like even moving back, you know, we'd have all made new friends regularly in Singapore. Um, but they, you know, I was talking to them to them recently and they're like, yeah, I've made one friend in the three years since I've moved back. Really? One new friend, you know. So, yeah, it is hard. And I think um, you do see a lot online of people that are moving back, say, OK, so I moved back married and pregnant. So it is different. But single people moving back and then it's very hard for them to infiltrate kind of friend groups and make new friends and um, if they move to a different area than they're from or a lot of their childhood friends have left. So it's not just us. I get the sense, Louise, that you don't see yourselves staying. Um, look, I would happily say I love Ireland. I am Irish. You know, I could see us making a decent life for ourselves here. But ultimately, if my partner 
like isn't happy like if he only stayed for me i think that would affect us in the long run sure if that makes sense you know like he if i if i dug my heels in and i said i really don't want to leave he wouldn't make us leave but then i know he wouldn't be happy yeah. um so yeah it's that's why we said a trial you know a couple of years see if he can find more like he has a great job he's happy he has he's made a few friends good, good. he's going to play soccer you know it's not he's not sitting at home every night and we had new babies <laughs> like we had newborn twins for a year so that's really hard oh, in any country listen I'm a dad of twins and they're, oh. twen- they're 26 now. The first 26 years are the hardest. It's just a bit of advice I give you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I think he's very open to trying and there's so many positives. So it's just kind of seeing if it's for for the long run. Well, maybe if he's if he's going playing soccer, he, he'll, he'll make friends there and, and that will be great. Louise, uh, best of luck to, to yourself and to Arif, isn't it, is his name? Arif, yeah, Arif. And to, and to the two lads. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks a million. Have a nice day. Bye. Cheers, Louise. Quartz 96 FM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press-on falsies.